Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Table Reads, the only show on the internet. The only one. The only one. With Sean McBee. (laughs) This is it. This is the entirety of all the shows on the internet. That would be convenient. We won. That would be convenient. (laughs) We won the internet. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So welcome to episode 107, Lord of the Rings, part eight by John Borman. We didn't really get, what's the longest? uh, The longest we've done so far is eight episodes. (gasps) Oh man. Oh, we did it. So we are on page 120 of 178. Yeah, we're totally not going to finish this. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> so this is this is going to be the new record setter, but it is also the longest script we've ever read. We oh. have never read a script 180 pages almost long. I'm, I'm assuming a couple of other ones have have ran eight episodes, not just like one, right? Yeah, there's been like two or three that ran oh, eight okay. episodes. I thought there might have been one, and you're but like, none no. have gone beyond that. And this is going to be ten episodes easy. We're almost in unknown territory. <laughs> yeah, definitely. By the end of this episode, no one's ever listened to us be the same people for this long. <laughs> <laughs> At least there's a lot of people to be. Yeah, that's right. This no, particular right. thing. Yeah, that's true. If we could remember who we were <laughs> and what their that. voices sounded like, <laughs> you know, we'll manage. We're professionals, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, we better be for the only show on the internet, right? We have. A huge responsibility like, to the entirety of the internet. There's like billions of people listening we to this shit. We have way more episodes than most pilots for ABC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Previously on Table Reads. So if you've seen and or read Lord of the Rings, you kind of know what's happening at this point. After six episodes worth of utter batshit insanity, the script finally settled into something pretty straightforward and recognizably Lord of the Rings. When we left off, Frodo and Sam were on their way into Mordor with Gollum, who apparently drowned in a marsh. Elsewhere, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are heading to Gondor with Eomir, while Merry and Pippin, who have found the resurrected Gandalf the White and freed King Theoden from the influence of Saruman's minion, Wormtongue. And they also are heading toward Gondor. So, that's where we are. Let's get into it. Fade in. And some music. Exterior, the tree, day. The thundering hooves of the riders of Rohan dissolve slowly through to the roots of the tree in which Sam and Frodo sleep. The roots are coiled about the rocks at the base of the Great Wall of Mordor. As seen through the flashing hooves, they seem to move, then they are moving. As though the growth of a hundred years happened in a minute, the roots prise apart the gaps between the stones and push through the wall Till it begins to groan and sway. Up in the branches, Sam awakes to feel the tree trembling and shuddering. 
He shakes Frodo awake. Master, it's the tree. It's angry or something. Frodo sits up with a start. The wall is very close and they can hear it creaking. Cracks appear. I think... I'm sure it's fighting the wall. They look down and their guess is confirmed. The wall is crumbling as the roots advance. It's true. What a tree to take on a wall as mighty as this. Hold on. The wall begins to bulge crazily towards them. Down below the rocks and roots writhe in violent conflict. The hobbits cling on desperately as the wall crashes onto them. Huge rocks thunder down and the brave tree bends under their weight. The trunk groans and the roots are torn, screaming from the rocks as the tree falls under the weight of the wall. As the dust settles, Sam's head appears from under the rubble. Master, are you there? Frodo emerges, coughing. (coughs) In the broken gap of the wall, they see before them the vast and terrible lands of Mordor. In the far distance, Mount Doom belches smoke and sends its pall over everything. Below it is an angry, unrelenting land dotted with ragged rock formations. Some of them are transformed into bunkers. A massive tower rises to a great height. Far on their right, a road winds away from the tower. On the road, hordes of orcs, uruks, and trolls march along the trail with mechanical jerky movements. The Man, I hope he makes orcs and shit robots. That would be right on par with the script. <laughs> Robo orcs just slashes them. He's like, and then mechanical bits fall out. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what sorcery do you have? Far in the right. Uh, oh, I already read that. The breaking of the wall attracts the attention of the orc captains. They stop and turn their eyes upon it. Frodo and Sam duck down into the rubble, but an irrepressible impulse makes Frodo peer through a crack at the tower. At its summit, a pinpoint of light appears. It grows into the shape of an eye and turns its gaze towards Sam and Frodo. Frodo groans under its awful power. His hand goes to the ring. I must put it on, Sam. We're lost if you do, Master. And I shall die if I don't. Sam takes Frodo's hand and pulls it away from the ring. It requires all Sam's strength and both his hands to keep Frodo from putting it on. The eye searches, then turns its searing gaze upon the column of orcs. Frodo's hand relaxes. The eye seems to send tremors rippling through the ranks of the orcs. In spontaneous response, groups of orcs break into a frenzied rush toward the breached wall, shouting to each other in an alien tongue. The column moves on. The eye fades. Frodo and Sam panic afresh at this new hazard. They are still tangled in the branches of the tree. Excuse me. Sam gets a sudden inspiration. Serve us once more, brave tree. He drags a bushy branch clear of the rubble and Frodo follows suit with another. They stand the branches upright and hide inside them. 
the orcs converge on the rubble and start to rebuild the wall, swearing and shoving one another as they bend under the labor. A captain quickens the work with a many-thronged lash. When over the orcs, whenever the orcs have their backs turned, Sam and Frodo move a few feet further away, shielded by their branches. When the captain's gaze turns toward them, they keep stock still again. It's a fucking cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Building the wall. <laughs> Soon, they are well into the land of Mordor with their bushes. (laughs) Peering through the leaves of their branches, they look in awe at the endless column of troops, horses, and engines of war passing across the desert plain toward the distant gates. Poor Boromir. I hope he gets back to Minas Tirith in time to meet this onslaught. Boromir's dead. dead. They they don't know that. Oh, yeah. Frodo ran off without... Yeah. Yeah, "Yeah, he's fine. Why is he thinking of Boromir now? Why would he say that? He's like, last time I saw this dude, he tried to steal this fucking ring. Like, to meet this onslaught. Oh, he's like, oh, poor Boromir. I hope he makes it here in time to get murdered by all these orcs. (laughs) Again? dick. We know how much he loves murder. (laughs) Murder, murder, comma, getting. Murder, murder in that ass. He'd die if he missed this. <laughs> Montage. There we go. Waiting on that. Converging on Minas Tirith. Night. Shadowfax gallops along the high Shadowfax. rim of a hill with Gandalf's cloak streaming out behind. And Pippin's face peers out at the night. Behind them, clouds scud across the moon. The horse appears to have left the ground and to be leaping through the sky. Night. A host of orcs calls slowly... Is that calls? Coils. Coils slowly toward the great gates across the desert plain of Mordor. A deep red glow issues from the joints in the armor of the Uruk captains, casting a ghastly light across the hordes. Night. Aragorn, followed by rangers of the north, rides through an ancient battlefield. Aragorn is standing in his saddle, arms raised in salute. He calls out a deep, wordless cry. In response, the dead, men and elves, rise up, ripping open their graves. Ghost army! What? Ghost army! This is the ghost army that Jeff's been waiting for since we started. They're they're defeated, but undefeatable now. (laughs) Once defeated... Yeah, they're pretty fucking defeated. (laughs) They were once defeated, but now they come back stronger. (laughs) Stronger. Deader. You can't kill what is dead. I have already lost. (laughs) The dead cannot die. That's it, see? Unbeatable army. They stagger to their feet. The living corpses limp behind the horsemen. An army of the dead has been gathered. Dawn. Legolas runs from branch to branch through a dark forest, calling out. He climbs into the higher branches and emerges above the foliage. Over the verdant expanse of leaves, other tree elves appear, responding to Legolas's summons. Day. Gimli gallops up to the opening of a great pit 
and rides around the brink, calling out in his ancient tongue, the one that he got beat into him by Gandalf. <laughs> ding, 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 I, ding, I only ding, remember ding. this because of the beating. <laughs> yes, the beating and the digging. The greedy digging. Talking about all those people dying and shit. <laughs> That's such an awful place. Oh, I'm, I'm, the last episode was kind of normal, and I'm glad this is getting real weird again. Is it weird yet? It's getting there. It just seems. I mean, we've already gotten an undead army that is. Where did that has not been established at all? Yeah, no one has mentioned it. Was it mentioned in the movie though? Because I thought that was the the best part of the. the Yeah, they're talking about like like he goes there and he has to like bargain with them and shit. And here it's just like, okay, we're marching and shit. We got a montage and like zombies are just gonna come up out of the ground. Yeah, no explanation. No explanation. No, 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 no. That's better. That's always better. He's like, come on. And they're like, why didn't you do this earlier? What was that? When we were fighting. This is basically like the midway point of uh, From Dusk Till Dawn when you're watching like a crime movie and then suddenly there's fucking vampires Vampires? and you're like, what the shit is happening (laughs) right now? Yeah. (laughs) Why don't the dead army just have their own land? Like they were like you would think they would like they could just take any of them like they're like this is ours now you can't kill also us. like why are they joining them yeah they're like oh that's Aragorn that's our bro hey. like hey that guy has a broken sword let's follow him yeah we're broken <laughs> <laughs> now I do have a question about the broken sword at this point oh, um, just now huh? this is where in the Peter Jackson trilogy. He gets the sword reforged. Yeah. And delivered via elf, who must be traveling a lot faster than them. Because they had a big fucking head start. And they're just sitting around for three weeks at one campsite going, All right, FedEx says that sword's supposed to be coming. And then he uses the sword to convince the undead to join him or whatever. That he's the that they owe their fealty to him because they betrayed his ancestors to their death. Um, but I'm wondering if the sword still being broken at this point sort of influenced Peter Jackson because in the book he leaves Rivendell with that shit reforged. It's like, oh, we're going to take this ring back. Oh, here, we reforged your sword for you so you can be the king. Nice sword. So this is, it's just weird seeing things that this has in common with the Peter Jackson trilogy. And not with the books. Yeah, maybe it was circulated. I feel like Peter Jackson had to have read this. Yeah. And taken just tiny little nuggets. Yeah. But not Mick Jagger for some reason. <laughs> Gim- the best part of the whole thing. Gim- it'll probably be like they're they're in the, the the volcano or whatever. And then Gimli is like, dig, dig, dig. And then he's digging... And then, like, they just let lava fall, and he's just holding the sword together while the lava, like, welds it together. <laughs> like, something super metal like that. Like, man, mini, 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 mini. This fucking ghost, dead ghost army running behind him. Read on. I want to see this part. And, and the <laughs> heavy metal soundtrack to that part is music by Christopher Lee. Yes. <laughs> Bringing it all around. I love guys. this. This is my new That's favorite do movie. It. it better be like it is in my head. Though I really do want to see that behind-the-scenes footage of Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh deciding whether they should have the big musical number at Rivendell. <laughs> no, l- l- listen, Chris, it's a really good idea. 
Mini, 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 uh, mini, I don't know mini, about mini, that. Mini, 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 mini. Right. Um, ancient tongue. From the bottom of the pit, emerging out of burrowing... Emerging out of the... Out of burrowings. It's not a word. Squinting like Kelly. moles. Dwarves look up and cheer. They toss their axes and clamber up. For what? Are For these are these undead dwarves? They're like Yukon Cornelius. Or is he just, just like toss it in the air and then they Or is pick he it just up, like, it. I bet I have a bunch of cousins working in a mine right under me. I better dig 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 in my ancient tongue. <laughs> He's gonna let the lava out and they're gonna put the sword together. <laughs> <laughs> Day, the hosts of Mordor pass through the great gates, which are shaped like a monstrous mouth. They spew out onto the Pelennor fields. The city of Minas Tirith lies before them on the horizon. Day, Theoden gallops at the head of the great company of riders of Rohan. He sees another company of riders charging against him. It is led by Eomir. With his sword drawn, Eomir comes to a hurtling halt in front of Theoden. Eomir leaps onto his father's horse and embraces him passionately. What? The riders cheer. What? <laughs> the riders of... Let me up there, Dad. The last thing we saw of Theoden was like, I'm going to go find the love of my son. Yeah, yeah. Or something... Weird like that. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody just jumps on a horse and like just spoons yeah, the shit out of his head. And you know he's yelling, Daddy! It's yeah, hard to get Daddy. on a horse with another person on it. Wait, like, do you think these do you... are the riders of Rohan? If anyone can like riders of like, Rohan jump around from horse to horse, it's these guys. Riders of Rohan actually sounds like a gay bar. Do, wait, do you think he threw his leg over the horse's head? Like, and his face in his dad? That, like, so that's what I'm trying to imagine. Yeah, like, like, is he sitting like on the, the way, horn of the horse? Like the way Riker sits on a chair. You know how he always yeah, yeah, spun yeah, around, spun over. around. Right. Yeah, but he is. He's sitting on he the fucking horn. He has to be sitting on the... Because otherwise, he's behind him. That's what I said, like, spooning him. He's like, yeah. Dad! Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's, either way, he's weird. Huh? That's what I was picturing, was Which him one? jumping on behind and oh, hugging him like... spoon? Okay, he went like the, the passenger spoon, on right? a motorcycle. <laughs> I was the other way. Theoden <laughs> gently kisses, <laughs> <laughs> softly, or smooches. he jumps on the front, gets that horn up his bunghole. Right. Thump. <laughs> I Dad, have, I have something to tell you, or better yet, show you. And then he just jumps up on the horn. <laughs> what the fuck? This is me now. And the riders all cheer. Yay! Day, a column of orcs advances along a dusty trail in Mordor. Something attracts their attention. They turn to look. Breaking into howls, they rush towards exterior, the desert plain of Mordor. Day slash gloom. Oh no. Towards Frodo and Sam, who look at each other in dismay. Run for it, Mr. Frodo! They toss away their branches and run. They <laughs> still have their fucking <laughs> branches? So this, this is up. probably what caught their attention was these lush green branches in the desert plain of Mordor. <laughs> Took it all the way to the desert. Jim is up. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no trees in this desert. What are you oh, trying shit. to? What are you trying to do? Flim flam us over trying here? To pull one, pull a fast one now. <laughs> trying to bamboozle us, those hobbits are. Get that shrubbery out of here. <laughs> the, the screaming orcs pursue them. 
The hobbits reach a canal and are brought to a stop at the edge. The canal is filled with a noisome brown liquid which flows and swirls towards the tower with slurping, sucking sounds. Frodo and Sam hesitate, repulsed by the smell, but the orcs are catching up with them. Nothing else for it, Sam. They jump in and start swimming. The current immediately sucks them downstream as they struggle for the opposite bank. The orcs stand on the edge of the canal, screaming with delight, waving to the hobbits as they are swept away. We're like, we shat in that river. <laughs> Why are they stoked? Because <laughs> they're swimming in their... their, their yeah, just a bunch of shit and piss. Yeah. Like, a little yeah. sewer, above yeah. ground sewage way. The great tower soars up out of the formation of lava rock which are shaped like angry waves breaking against its mighty structure. It looms above them. The canal flows into the foundations of the tower, passing through a massive iron grill. They try to hang on to the ironwork, but are dragged inside to a large, dark, circular cavern. There... The glutinous waters converge in a huge, frothing whirlpool. The hobbits are hurled into this orbit, crying out with terror. They can barely keep afloat. A gleam of hope appears. They notice a thin, silvery wire that hangs down from the darkness above. It swings lazily, its end just touching the water, whose force twitches it from side to side. Sam struggles towards it, but it keeps eluding him, almost teasingly. It flips across in front of Frodo, and he seizes it, hauling himself up. He gets above the water and ties the end round his waist. Then he swings on it until he passes over Sam, who grabs his feet. How? How did, how did he get out of the water? That's what happens when you fuck. <laughs> he... He pulled himself out, and then he had the strength to hold on and tie it around his waist. Oh, yeah. Just, like, have you ever tried to hold a rope and do anything? He's <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Hobbitses. Right? Hobbitses. Spider Hobbit. They're known for their extraordinary upper body strength. That's, yeah, right? <laughs> right? That's their one defining characteristic. To their surprise, they find themselves ascending. They clutch the tough, thin cord, burning their hands as they are drawn up into the darkness above and through a rough opening into an upper cavern. Oh, I think we're going to meet Shelob. Where, in the upper cavern? I, I think that's what this rope is. I think it's Shelob's spider. Oh, it's a big so. spider. Yeah, that's, Interior, upper that's cavern, day. This new cavernous space is also hacked out of rock, again circular, following the shape of the tower. The walls are rough, but here and there, rocks have been shaped into steps. They let go the strand and drop gratefully onto the solid ground, wet and exhausted. Vapors rise up through the hole. They cough and choke. Around them, they can just make out rotting bones and skeletons. Who pulled us up, do you think? Friend or foe? I doubt if we have a friend in this place. They have drawn their swords. They look around anxiously. Something moves above them, 
they look up. On the same strand, a huge spider, the Shelob, is lowering itself towards them. The spider alights and scuttles at them. The thrust-out head presents two great clusters of eyes and under them a pointed jaw. The body is a vast, bloated bag, swaying and sagging between hairy legs. The shelob is black, except for the underbelly, which is pale and luminous. Can, can we, can I, can I hold this for just a second? This is, I, I remember this part of the movie, and I, it turns out reading this, I don't feel any different. This is like the lamest shit. Like, <laughs> you had this amazing land of, like, wizards and orcs, and you're riding away from, like, ghost witch kings and like there's fucking like Gandalf got killed by like literal Satan and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, right. And they're like, oh yeah, big spider. Bigger than normal. Bigger not not too much bigger because the to, to be to, fair to scale the hobbits are small, but you know, look, sizable spider. A a spider any bigger than a quarter is enough to make most people flip out. Yeah. I pee a little. I, I did not. I was so fucking bored. This by spider this. is bigger than this table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's still not interesting. Like, what do you think a fly thinks when a spider's coming at them? I wish I had a glowing sword. They don't think, oh, a spider, big deal. It's I'll a little be- larger than normal. I hope. They think, oh, that thing's going to suck all the liquids out of my body and leave me a dried out husk. But I- it might not be, though, because the spider. The fly also lives in the world of humans and machines, and it's like, wow, everything kills me. I hope, I hope <laughs> Jim West saves me. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like you just had a guy like legit just raising a ghost dead army, and he's like, but spooky spider, and he just spent a whole paragraph. I also want to point out spider that undead army was raised in a montage. In yeah, a didn't even yeah. give a line yeah. of dialogue. Yeah. We got a paragraph describing a spider, and it nothing, just, nothing it, for the necromantic power of of Aragorn and his not shown us reforged. There's story. food that tastes like anything. Fucking Bilbo, fuck. There was a musical number, and they're like big spider. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair. All right. It's just, uh, for, you for the don't know the- that this spider doesn't sing, Jeff. That's true. We haven't yet. Wait. Keep going. Does it have any lines? <laughs> There's no dialogue. I've been, I've been, I've been. been what beautiful. if it's a ghost spider? <laughs> okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> I, I think that you're not giving John Borman enough credit if you think he's gonna let a giant spider stand as just a giant spider. <laughs> you know what? All right, I'll give you two pages. Let's go. I'm a, I'm a this could be a this. drag queen spider. I'm a re- oh, if it is, lob is different. It's different. <laughs> and I would love that. Used, what if it just used to be he lob. It just throws me in instead of like <laughs> instead of like web. It just throws me in of its thorax. Oh, I love it. I love the idea of it being a, a drag spider. <laughs> <laughs> I love your ring. Oh my god! <laughs> Give me that ring. Oh, you did not just come up into my area, girlfriend. If by the time they kill this spider, it's not more interesting, I'm revisiting this and calling you a phony. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's go. That phony. Let's go. Your, 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 your no phony relies on how cool this spider gets in the next two pages. If you guys are watching, put it in the chat. Hashtag no phony. Hashtag no phony. Hashtag spider's lame. 
Um, Not even a Spider-Man. <laughs> Sam, unable to talk, is tugging at Frodo's arm. It's no use, Sam. <clears throat> Stand and fight. Frodo promptly charges the Shelob, which is now only a few feet away. Frodo lets out a great cry. <laughs> Spider! <laughs> that was pretty great. He, he makes a sudden lunge and plunges Sting into one of the clusters of eyes. The spider shudders and draws back convulsively. Frodo, perhaps encouraged by this, or made lightheaded by privation and terror, recklessly rushes forward. Its head is raised now and out of Frodo's range, but he slashes at one of the legs and manages to sever it. He turns to Sam for approval. Eh? Eh? Bro, this eh? is great. <laughs> this is the best. Look what line. I did, This is Sam. the best line of dialogue in the you're whole to, you're thing. You're get it. Yeah, get it. <laughs> I shall slay it, Sam. Loud. I am the Lord of the Ring. For you, Galadriel. Dad. He is the Lord of the Ring. <laughs> it is he, the Lord of the Ring. <laughs> I am here to slay your spiders. It is I, the Lord of the Ring. I have promoted myself to titular character. <laughs> I am what the book is about. <laughs> and here Huzzah. I am fucking up a spider. Huzzah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I shall wear it as a cock ring. Because <laughs> I fuck. <laughs> Verily. <laughs> no, no. You're, you're trying to bury it. Get, get to the part where they've just been fucking this spider up for... 30 seconds. Nothing. Frodo is in a state of elation. He slashes vainly at the Shalab's head, which is well out of range. The spider looks balefully down at the tiny figure confronting it. Mucus oozes from the wounded eye, forming into huge tears, it's, giving it a doleful look. It's fucking crying. It's How baleful. does a spider look baleful? It's baleful or and doleful. It's fucking. How can it be crying. either? Let alone both. That is a lot Spiders of. Spiders don't have emotion emotions. to convey under no, a spider. No, truly, truly, our greatest adversary, the crying spider. <laughs> Like, no man can defeat it. The only thing they've done is fuck this thing up since it popped down. They're like, a spider stabbing that fucking chop its leg off. No, it's crying. It's like, Whoa. It's like, oh, God, fuck, no, ow. It was like coming to invite him to tea. Yeah. <laughs> it just couldn't, could, like, explain itself. It's fucking crying. Your main, your, this is fucking stupid. How do you feel, Jeff? I think this is as bad as... This is worse than I remember it. At least the other, <laughs> least the other scene was over now. <laughs> this was still going. With a sudden, unexpected movement, it cuts off Frodo's proud boasts. Its head dips down towards him, and a narrow tongue with a sharp point stabs out, accurately stinging Frodo in the neck. Not how spiders work. <laughs> he just got stung by a blind, handicapped fucking spider. <laughs> I'm picturing MCP pants from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh man, it's been a minute. The the wrapping spider. No. Nope. With the diaper and the that's shower right, cap. That's right. That's right. I remember I'm all that. candy, yeah. bubblegum and taffy. <laughs> that was actually a really good impersonation. <laughs> it was uh, MC Chris did I remember, his voice. I remember. I remember that that character. Man, he was a recurring character too, but he was only a spider once because he kept getting reincarnated. You see. The lore goes deep. <laughs> it does. It does. So yeah, this is MCP pants, as far as I'm concerned. 
That's a good move. Uh, Frodo is caught in an arrogant stance, sword arm aloft, left hand held behind to balance him. The sting seems to freeze him in that posture for a long moment. He throws a fearful look at Sam and then crumples in a heap. Sam lets out a cry of agony and rage. <laughs> Without taking thought, he charges the Shelob, snatching up Sting from where it fell. He springs under the arches of its legs and slashes at the sagging underbelly. The hide is thick and pitted, and although the blade cuts deep, no blood spills. The Shelob feels the pain. It arches up from the sword and then sinks down as though to crush Sam. Sam holds Sting high above his head as the belly descends. The blade goes in under its own weight. A green liquid spurts and froths from the wound. The harder it presses down, the deeper plunges the blade. That's how that works. <laughs> Sam is forced to his knees and then onto his back, and still he holds Sting, which is now sunk in up to the hilt. Just as he is being crushed to death, the Shelob makes a hissing sound shudders and lifts up her belly. The Shelob retreats, withdrawing into a dark hole in the wall of the cavern, leaving a trail of green-yellow slime. Sam crawls over to where Frodo lies. Master! Master! Frodo's face is still and white. Sam lays his head on his master's face and then on his breast and finds no stirring of life. He rubs Frodo's hands. Frodo! Mr. Frodo! Don't leave me here alone. Sam becomes angry and jumps up, smiting the air with Sting, shouting incoherent threats at the Shelob, which has fled into the dark recesses. All this way for nothing. At last he weeps, making no sound but the sobs racking his body <gasps> and the tears falling on Frodo's cold face. As he cries, he composes his bo the body, crossing the hands and closing the eyes. I can't leave you. And I can't take you. And what happens if the enemy finds you with that thing on you? Well, that's the end of us all. That's the end of all of us, then. The Shire. And everything. Sam recovers himself, and his face grows grim and determined. There's only one thing for it, Mr. Frodo. We came to do a job try and finish it. <laughs> Very gently, he undoes the clasp of the chain around Frodo's neck and pulls the ring from under his tunic. He kisses Frodo's forehead and rises up, putting the chain about his own neck. So I'm the last. Goodbye, Mr. Frodo, sir. Forgive me, but I'll take Sting too. Sam's eyes brim with tears and he turns abruptly away and makes off looking for a way out. Sting glows. Sam hears the clattering of iron-shod feet on stone coming from above. He slips into the shadows and looks up. Down the circular wall come a band of orcs. He sees now that the rough rocks of the wall conceal a spiral flight of steps. The... It says rocks, but I think it's meant to be orcs. <laughs> The orcs carry red flares, and as usual, they make a great deal of noise, shouting and screaming in their harsh tongue. 
They quickly spot Frodo and point in great excitement. Sam can barely restrain himself from bursting out upon them as they approach the body. They stand over Frodo, arguing. One of them makes a search of the body, and Sam winces as the clawed fingers explore Frodo's flesh. Then one of them slashes his own wrist. A dark maw of blood gushes out and into Frodo's mouth. What? (gasps) Frodo chokes, then stirs and groans. I should have guessed. A spider bite, it only stuns its prey. Now what shall I do? What? Hold on. How did... What's going on with the orc blood? I feel like this is something that happens uh, in the basement of bars, places. Like, <laughs> I was standing up. I got to sit back down. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> the orcs are into some creepy shit. What? The orcs have- lift Frodo onto their shoulders and climb back up the way they came. Sam is caught in an even worse dilemma. Now what? Do I go on alone or try and help the master? My job is to serve the ring bearer. But Sam, you're the ring bearer now. He struggles with the problem for a moment. Then his heart triumphs over his head, and he hurries to the steps and stealthily follows the orcs. The ascending steps (laughs) lead up to a heavy iron grill, which covers a hole in the roof. The orcs, carrying Frodo, pass through, and the grill is swung back into place with a clanging finality. Sam blinks up through the bars in the blackest despair. He sinks down on a step. Cold and weary, his body begins to shiver and a few stray sobs work their way up too. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, Docs and Docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Here, watch your language, you bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on YouTube.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse 2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. Ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. So, as we return from this weird orc blood orgy and our break, I want to remind everyone that if you're watching this on or after February 4th, you really could have watched it much earlier by being a Patreon subscriber and joining us for our live stream. Right? That's right. So if you're interested in that, go to patreon.com slash table reads, or you can hit this link tree right here. Uh, link tree slash table reads, uh, and get all the links to all the things, including the Patreon and the YouTube and the... Everywhere else. Yeah. Everywhere Everywhere you can find this, we're there. So do that. What do you guys think of the script so far today? Oh, we're just going to avoid the the fucking spider, right? (laughs) 
Squat. He's just trying to find anything. Let's not talk about the fucking spider. You put all your money on a spider horse. It sucks. Well, the spider's like gone now, dude. Yeah, spider's yeah, gone. I know. <laughs> Didn't even get killed. It just ran away. It, it, ran just, away. it just stopped. That's it what. actually threw itself on its own sword. I, I made myself laugh uh, because when he picked up the uh, the sword and the fucking thing. He was like, I'll finish what we started. I thought he was going to jump down the hole and just finish fucking the spider up. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. He's like, ah! He comes back out and they're suiciding into fucking Frodo's mouth and shit. Like, what the fuck was that? I should have known. Yeah, the orc blood in the mouth is strange. Fade in. <laughs> I think Sean liked the spider. I don't regret bashing it the way that I've done. <laughs> you know what? It lo- it works better in the actual movie. That's true. And in the book. And in the end of the original It. And in Harry Potter. Wait. All these things have giant spiders. And Wild Wild West. Jim West. Desperado. <laughs> That's what you meant by Jim West. Yeah. That, I totally missed that oh, reference oh yeah. altogether. I was like, he'd get that. <laughs> Giant Why spiders? Spider. I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I built my own Sheba or whatever the fuck its name is. Shelob. Shelob. Exterior. The Pelennor Fields. <laughs> Day. Gloom. Gandalf and Pippin, mounted on Shadowfax, gallop across a broken plain, scarred by years of battle. It is dusty and barren, covered with rotting bodies and rusting armor. Ahead are the great gates of Minas Tirith. Look, Pippin, there stands Minas Tirith, and there rides the Nazgul. Faster, Shadowfax, faster! He points out the Nazgul who is but a distant speck, trailing a long plume of dust and also heading for the gates. Interior, chamber above the gates, day slash gloom. The captain of the gate sees Gandalf approaching through a slit in the wall. He turns toward a figure slouched on the bench in the darkness of the small chamber. The figure is regally dressed. A crown hangs from his waist and in his hand is a sword. His look is crazed, his eyes swollen from much crying. (laughs) Crying regal man. (laughs) Can you look regal and cry at the same time? Uh, Nowadays you can with TikTok and... (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays you can with TikTok? What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, Sad (laughs) e-boys. The chamber is an armory, and on the walls are weapons which glint in the candlelight. The many points of the swords and spears converge menacingly over the figure's head. Uh, 129. Uh, Lord Denethor, it is not your son, Boromir, I fear, but it is but Gandalf. Denethor rises jerkily from his seat. Exterior, gates of Minas Tirith, day. Shadowfax comes hurtling to a halt in front of the gates. Soldiers cheer from the walls. Gandalf Gandalf has come! come. The The White Rider has has come! come. We rehearsed this. (laughs) The guards climb into a treadmill device that opens the gates. (laughs) 
<laughs> what the fuck? That's why he's sad. It's my day to open the gate. They're all in a hamster <laughs> wheel. <laughs> I'm just basking in that imagery. <laughs> no, I love it. It's inventive and creative, unlike giant spider. <laughs> God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not the spider. Get over it. <laughs> no, these motherfuckers are running on treadmills to open doors and shit. Okay, remember this book was written in 1953. I don't think we'd seen giant spiders that much at that point. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's probably, probably in books being. and stuff. Spiders are big. They use them all. Okay, it also, it's he's all- going to fight a spider, but like, big one. It's big. <laughs> as big as a horse and buggy. He's got a sword that glows. Remember, there's also big eagles. That's true. Yes. That's true. Rokes. Rokes. Is that what they're called? They even have a different name? Middle Earth is like Texas. Just everything's bigger. It's just a bunch of big shit. (laughs) (laughs) Middle Earth is like Texas. (laughs) (laughs) They hate black people. Whoa! (laughs) It does seem everything that has the word black in Okay, okay. The Alamo is Minas Tirith. And you got Mexico right across the way. That's Mordor. Okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. I was going to say El Paso. But this, El Paso. This analogy is just working up more and more. It got worse the more you guys talked. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that Mexicans are orcs. I'm saying that people in Texas probably view them as such. I never knew yelling fuck big ass spiders was the least controversial part of the last <laughs> four minutes. <laughs> uh, am, I, am I yelling open the gates or do we do that already? The guards. <laughs> <laughs> the guards climb into a treadmill device that opens the gates, but Denethor appears from the gatehouse and waves them away. I'll open it. He peers at Gandalf through the crack, which has opened in the gates. Open the gates! The Nazgul rides! Gandalf is close to the gate, so only inches away from Denethor. Gandalf is startled when he hears Denethor's voice in his ear. Me, maybe? Yeah, sure, you be Denethor. The Nazgul is always with us, but dark indeed is the hour if you have come. Gandalf is disconcerted and peers to the another motherfucking king where I gotta <laughs> tell him I'm not the bad guy. God damn it. You're the That's second two in a row. You're the second sad king this week. <laughs> Crying king. Going to depression, Texas. Old king sad face. <laughs> Gandalf is disconcerted and peers to the crack at a narrow sliver of Denethor's face. His discomfort is further increased by his anxiety, for the Nazgul has drawn nearer. He puts on as brave a show as he can. Despite Denethor's proximity, he continues in a loud rhetorical voice. Hail, Lord of Gondor, steward of Minas Tirith. I bring glad tidings. I'm being chased by a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Even now, the riders of Rohan gallop to your aid. Some of the guards cheer at the news. Yay! (laughs) But Denethor's manner subdues them. His mad eye fixes Gandalf through the cracks. Then Theoden, 
the old fool gallops to his death. Wizard, you stole my son. Give him back. That I cannot. Then he is dead. Denethor groans, <sighs> but his face through the crack is strangely lacking in expression. He still gives no sign for the gates to be opened. Gandalf casts an apprehensive glance at the Nazgul. <laughs> Lord Denethor, this halfling witnessed brave Boromir's glorious death. Pippin, speak up. Well, we were on this raft. <laughs> Gandalf glares at Pippin and jabs him with his finger. <laughs> Pippin understands and changes tack. Yes, yes, I stood by, beside the mighty warrior as he blew the horn. But no help came. Only more orcs. He blew the wrong horn. Denethor's eyes fill with tears. Gandalf is encouraged by Pippin's success, but is still anxious about the approach of the Nazgul. More. Tell more. Open the gates and you shall hear everything. Your cheap tricks have opened the gates. Let the white rider and the halfling pass. The guards jump onto the treadmill, and the gates begin to winch open slowly. The Nazgul has drawn closer and comes to a halt. The great cloud of dust behind him begins to settle. The Nazgul is mounted on a steed which seems to have no skin. Its live, raw, bleeding flesh is exposed. Under the Nazgul's firm control, the horse quivers, neighs, and snorts in agony. The Nazgul calls out in a terrible, grating, booming voice. Gandalf is about to enter through the open gates, but turns to listen. Who's going to do this I'll Nazgul? Do it. I want to do You're it. You're going to do like a high, reedy voice? Ah. Okay, go. Come not between the Nazgul and its prey, or your flesh shall be devoured and your mind shriveled and left naked to the lidless eye. The long trail of dust is settling behind the Nazgul. It reveals hundreds of mounted orcs who have been hiding within it. The orcs charge forward, howling and screaming, galloping madly towards the open gates. Exterior, inside the gates, day gloom. Shadowfax, carrying Gandalf and Pippin, bolts past the gate into a large square, Wait, so if they're on a treadmill to open the gate, do they have to turn around to Close. treadmill the other direction? I, I, I was thinking about this while y'all were reading the other stuff. I'm pretty sure there's probably another one on the other side of the door. They have to, like, run across. Like, ah! Close it, close it, close it! I, I want to see this. The treadmill doesn't make any sense. I love You would have a wheel. Treadmill. And yes. then you let go and the thing goes down. Yeah, like but ching, 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 yeah, ching, yeah. ching, 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 Then yeah. ching, your ching, army ching. gets fat and lazy, but <laughs> if they have a treadmill every time somebody has to come in, that's exciting. I hope they get a lot of visitors, though. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They, they have to <laughs> close it Otherwise, between each visitor. You've you got, you got this, like like the things where a car goes through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, don't don't go through. It's going to close after every car. Yeah, yeah, every car. It's closed after every person. There's the one guard there at the little booth with a clipboard. Uh, yeah. I don't see your name on the list. I'll have to blow my horn and, and call and... It's just some super ripped guy who has to be on the treadmill all the time. Every, everything in the town is ran by the treadmills. 
Or like <laughs> because they're <laughs> bring me my food. <laughs> Fire up the oven. <laughs> they're right on the edge of Mordor, so no one's visiting. So they're just like <laughs> this corpulent guard. <laughs> and it's been so long. Now now Gandalf comes and he's like <gasps> You can't open the gate. <laughs> it is I, King Denethor Musk, and I'm here to reinvent the wheel. The Elon Musk reference. Yeah, yeah. Let's get I. Okay. <laughs> uh, exterior inside the gate. Oh, yeah. Carrying in a... The square is surrounded by a great wall of iron and stone in which there are other doors which open onto different parts of the city. The guards are desperately turning the treadmill to close the heavy gates, <laughs> which slowly start to swing back into place. Oh no, they're getting tired. <laughs> but orc horsemen come crashing through the gates, some smashing into them. The orcs who get through jump to the ground and attack the guards on the treadmill. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Never close the door. Or horses. They can't, they can't catch them. <laughs> <laughs> they're like running on the treadmill trying to chase the guard. And the guard. That's the dumbest shit I've ever said on this fucking podcast. I hope to get up to the throne room, someone has to like operate an escalator with a treadmill. <laughs> I would. I just love to see that fight where they're like running and they're going up, and then they just stand and wait. <laughs> Come on, run faster! <laughs> um. Oh, uh, one three one at the top. One three two on the top. Orc horses run berserk across the square, spreading panic and confusion among the soldiers. The various doors are being hastily closed to seal off the square from the city. Orcs throw themselves onto the treadmill, trying to reverse its direction and open the gates again. <laughs> they seem to be succeeding. These horses cheating, motherfuckers! Um, the gate stops moving. The guards struggle desperately to keep it turning their way. So it's not, they don't run across, they have to turn, turn and face around. the way they want the gate to go. <laughs> this is favorite. dumb. It's like this a Mario level. No, we're They're talking like, about, da, 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 I would da, love, da, 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 I want to see the chase scene between the Nazgul and the soldiers. It's happening on the treadmill where the Nazgul just can't seem like to catch Scooby up. Doo. Like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, like, <laughs> bleep, bleep. The door's just closing the whole fucking time. <laughs> the guard's like, I better eat this mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> Overtakes he, the orcs. And then he dies. Um, Gandalf rides up on Shadowfax, his sword drawn. Shadowfax rears up and beats the treadmill with his hooves. Orcs are dislodged and the weight helps the treadmill to start turning again. Once again, the gates begin to close. Orcs rush into the gap between the... Wait, where, what happened to the Nazgul? He was in front of all the orcs. So if orcs are getting in, should there not be a Nazgul in this city now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Orcs rush into the gap between the closing gates, jamming them with their bodies. A furious fight 
ensues to hack and push the bodies away. Finally, the gates are shut with a clang. Yay! Exterior, <laughs> battlements above the gates. On the battlements above the gates, Denethor is slouched against the parapet, oblivious to the struggle below. Pippin stands by his side. Below Denethor is the great square, its tumult and confusion, the background to his anguished face. He glares down at Pippin. More, tell me more. Pippin kneels and offers his sword to Denethor. Lord Denethor, accept the modest services of a halfling of the Shire. Denethor takes the sword. I accept. Denethor throws the sword over the battlements. What a fucking cunt. But not your sword. Only your tongue and memory of Boromir. Yes. <laughs> Gandalf, hot with battle, followed by the captains of Minas Tirith, ascends to the battlements. Lord Denethor, the first circle of the city is burning. Denethor's gaze drifts over the city. The outer wall is on fire. Swarms of orc bowmen fire clusters of burning arrows over the battlements. What are your commands, Lord and Steward? The men are flying from the walls and leaving them unmanned. Pippin looks out over the battlements towards Mordor and sees upon the plain endless phalanges nice. of orcs and trolls advancing to the beat of drums and the screech of tr- trumpets. They push great machines of war before them. Denethor's gaze is fixed on the burning wall. Pippin, in fear, retreats close to Gandalf. Go fight and burn, for burn we must. Gandalf, your hope is to feed. Fuck. Gandalf, your hope is to rule in my stead. No, Denethor, my hope is that all worthy things outlast this doom and grow fair and bear fruit and flower again in days to come. Pretty fucking flowery of you. (laughs) In speaking these words, Gandalf seems to regain his inner light and outgazes Denethor's demented stare. Gandalf turns to the captains. Each one to your place. What more can I hope or ask? And I shall be where I am most needed. In the can. (laughs) Somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Gandalf and the captains, their spirits higher, depart. Denethor smiles and begins to convulse rhythmically, as though struck by invisible blows. Behind them, a huge battering ram is repeatedly pounding at the wall. Denethor jerks and winces each time the wall is struck. Pippin watches him anxiously. Exterior, the burning walls. The battering ram pounds and a breach is forced in the wall. Howling orcs swarm over the rubble. The populace and the soldiers flee in terror. Interior, the tower, day. Sam crouches on the same step behind the grill, fevered, a cold sweat covering his pallid face. He holds the ring in his hand and regards it with a mixture of revulsion and fascination. Orc feet clank on the grill. Sam glances up. The grill swings open. Five orcs begin to descend. Sam looks at them, his face quivering, then down at the ring. His hands tremble 
as he starts to put the ring on his finger. The orcs hold flares, which light their faces and their heads. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> and their heads seem to float disembodied in the darkness. Sam puts on the ring. A blinding light erupts all around him. The orcs approaching Sam contort in agony. Their bodies convulse. They stagger off the steps, plunging onto the rocks below. A dense cacophony assaults Sam's ears. He forces himself up the steps and through the open grill. As he approaches them, the guards begin to convulse and look at him blindly. One seems to be rushing at Sam, but he hurtles past him and crashes into the rough surface wall rough surfaced wall. Another throws himself on the ground at Sam's feet and beats his own face again and again on the flagstone. Sam stumbles over the orc and falls to the ground, hitting his elbows on the flagstones. He rises, swaying uncertainly, almost swooning. His skull reverberates with screeching sounds. What he sees is blurred and ill-defined, as if bleached out by the searing light. Sam makes out the inside of the tower rising above him. There are no more intervening floors. A ramp spirals up in endless, concentric, ever-diminishing circles, disappearing into a pinpoint of light. Leading off from the ramp are arches and passageways which open into chambers and areas of darkness. The construction is ragged and built around natural rock. Between the tiers of the ramp, stalactites and stalagmites have formed. Upon the ramp, orcs come and go busily. The ground floor is a rough open space where weapons are being forged. Sacks of food and supplies are being carried hither and thither. 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 The atmosphere is that of an anthill preparing for war. Sam's effect is startling. Orcs close to him feel a convulsive agony as though their nervous systems were scalded. Those further off feel pain and discomfort. They all look in his direction, but their gaze is blank. They are like iron filings and Sam the Magnet. Each movement of Sam sends repercussions rippling into the corporate body of the frenzied orcs. I I read corporate and I didn't think it was right. Right. Is, and I still don't get it. Maybe corporeal is what they meant? Like Corporate, like all of the orcs. They all have briefcases and ties. <laughs> oh no. They're all salary men. Yeah. He busts into the fucking business uh, the fucking business building of the shit. They're like, oh <laughs> give me those reports. Oh no, he's got the he's got the power of epilepsy. <laughs> power of epilepsy. That's what's happening. He's like, yeah, it's just a white light and they're all like, ah oh, shit. And then <laughs> Like, he sees a white light. They can't see anything. Oh, I thought that was why they're they just, were beating their head on the grounds and no, shit. No, no. They just they trip out. Like, he's invisible. And they're flipping out because the ring of power is coming near them, I guess. Oh. I read that all wrong. I'm sorry. I thought he was, like, being, like, a beacon or something. And I was like, oh, shit! Like, and they're just beating their heads against the ground and no, it's worse. He's invisible. Yeah. They can't see anything, and they're just like, ah, for no reason. Ah. <laughs> Two days from retirement. 
<laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. I quit. Bang, bang, bang. In <laughs> the corporate world. Um. <laughs> Wait. You're now it says something different. Sam is seen clearly. Yeah. Sam is seen clearly, although he remains dimly lit despite the glowing white intensity of the light around him. Oh, you did read it right. I was reading it right. I'm super confused. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's like a strobe. Like <laughs> Sam looks desperately for Frodo, but he is nowhere to be seen. He sinks to his knees. The light above draws his gaze, and as he regards it, it slowly becomes the eye. Sam moans with terror. A deep voice echoes through his head over the barrage of sounds. Oh. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Just keep talking into it. It's a funny bit now. <laughs> oh, um, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> Can you hear me? What one ring to rule them all? <laughs> Sauron's an asshole. <laughs> it's like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm super fucking sorry. That was awesome. I thought there was so much more between <laughs> that line and that. So like a. I moved you got already and everything. Like you could have, they're watching. Like they watched you get I up. I knew I was getting ready. I, didn't know. <laughs> I was just like, oh my leg hurts. I better stand up. And then you know, look at him. I'm like, oh what? Oh shit. <laughs> In a final effort of will, Sam throws himself behind a heap of orc shields and wrenches off the ring. His face drains of blood, and he loses consciousness. The tower darkens, and the orcs are eased of their agony. They resume their work, but orders are passed and a higher echelon of guards winds down the ramp, making a systematic search. Sam remains unconscious. Fade out. Okay. That was dumb. That was pretty dumb. There was a lot dumb going on. There was the the dumb spider, and then we had the uh, the next dumb thing was the the gates with the treadmill. Yeah, the treadmill was pretty dumb, and then the ring that is very well established to turn you invisible when you put it on has like a completely different effect on Sam. Like, right, I thought it was because it's, it's is it race based or is it per, like based on the person? Well, it makes Frodo turn invisible. It makes Bilbo it, turn invisible. It it made uh, Isildur turn invisible. Okay, because I thought it was I thought the power that you got was based on the characteristics of your race, and like hobbits are like feeble. And like sneaky, so it turns them invisible. And I thought it did something else for for other no. races. The only person ever seen wearing it who it does not turn invisible Sauron, is right? Sauron. Yeah, what does it do for him? It gives him. Pa- it's basically a Horcrux. Oh, it's like he's got his power in it, and his power is also in the other rings that he forged, and that power can then control those rings and bend them to his will. 
Oh. And he's very strong. And that's why when it's cut off of him, when his finger is cut off, he explodes for reasons. But he made other rings. <laughs> Why didn't he just but get this the other is the rings? one ring. What do the other other rings matter then? Because they were they were uh, Trojan horses, basically. He's like, hey, elves and men and dwarves, here's these ring gifts. And then he exerted his power upon the leaders of those races. Oh. It really only worked on the men because the men then became the Nazgul okay. and were twisted to his will and did his bidding. Meanwhile, Galadriel's like, it's not as pretty now or something. And the dwarfs, who fucking knows? They're like, greedy, 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 greedy. <laughs> oh, ding, 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 no. Ding. So that's that. Hey, guys, did you know that you can find Josh? There I am. At me at joshuajbaker.com. Yeah, send me an email. Uh, I've been and, doing And a- why would they do that? Uh, well, I do voiceover stuff, and I also do... I've been doing a lot more video work. Uh, it's crazy. People keep hiring me to do stuff. So I bought a new fancy camera. Uh, I'll bring it over next time when they have a little bit more time to hang out. And where can people see your video work? Uh, you could see it at vimeo.com slash Mr. Joshua J. Baker. All right. I'll put that on the screen for next time. Cool. I'll fix it and make it better. Jeff, <laughs> how's Alabama doing? It's still a state. We're doing great in that aspect. Uh, roll Tide? Roll Tide, that's right. We, we didn't, we didn't I don't even know anything. what that means. I just hear people say it. They rolled over. Excellent. That is all the sports talk we're ever going to have on this sports show. Sportscast. Perfect. You can find me at wikipedia.com. <laughs> Once again, guys, uh, you can go to linktree slash table reads. Of course, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E because they didn't want to make it simple on people. But it is a very simple service. There you'll find links to every single platform you can possibly get our site. YouTube, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Not SoundCloud because they suck. Everywhere else. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, um... Uh, Spotify, everywhere. We're everywhere, guys. Man. And you can get those links right here at this link tree. Those. We're everywhere because this is the only podcast, remember. This is the only Also, don't forget, Patreon, guys. Right? right? You'd want to watch this way, way in advance because this is going to take like a decade before you get to actually hear this this episode. Yeah, and once other people are making shows, we're going to need your support. (laughs) You can subscribe. As soon as there's competition... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we were the first. Remember that? Yes. Table Reads, the first podcast in the world. And we still have to shoot that that uh, the musical scene. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's good, right? We do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. What, what 10 patrons? Yes. What was it? Yeah. yeah. 10 patrons. Will... Haven't gotten them yet because these episodes just started airing. Yeah. At this point, I don't know if that one has even aired yet. Well, it Jeff's going to be Mick Jagger. That's true. I don't even know what he's got to do with it, but I'm going to do it. Hell, we could do a Kickstarter and see if we can hire Mick Jagger. <gasps> we can get him on the... What's the celebrity app where they'll like do shout-outs oh, and shit? Oh, cameo. 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 So we can get him on Cameo to just say the lines. I, oh, I actually just discovered that while I was uh, out of town for Christmas, and I'm going to get Kevin Conroy as Batman 
to do a promo for this show. <gasps> oh shit! I didn't think about using it that way. Everybody's just been using it to break up with their with their boyfriends and girlfriends. Like, really? Like, yeah, they they hired the dude from uh uh fuck. It's a pretty famous band in the nineties, but they hired him to like break up with their yeah, girlfriend. They sound real long famous. Distance. They, they did something like crazy town. Aww. Crazy town. So that's that, everybody. <laughs> Join us next week for an unprecedented part nine Whoa. of this Lord of the Rings script. Uh, Jeff will be here. Josh will be here. Hi. I'll be here. You'll be here. And until then, we'll miss you. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more. Visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black.